0: Thank you, Eric. Good morning, everybody. I see some faces we hadn't seen here for 15 months. So welcome home. Welcome back. So good to see you all. Thank you for that beautiful song, Eric, which uh, speaks to this unity idea that there is good standing under it all. Which may not mean that everything as we experience it is good, but there beneath it all, within it all, under it all. is an experience that we can receive that is good. Because God is there. And that's what that song reminded me of. So beautiful. We are starting a new series today. But before we go there, those of you who were here last week for the Wild You and their beautiful service that they did, Corey put a challenge out there for you. He gave you all a sacred practice, a spiritual practice. So last week, you were to notice when your thoughts are on regret or wishful thinking, those kinds of ideas, and make a conscious choice. To turn it around. And Corey said he'd be watching today. So hello, Corey. And I heard his challenge. He says, I'm going to hear how you have done this. So it's been a while since we brought back the how did you practice this past week? So does anybody have something you would like to share? So I'm gonna ask for that mic for a moment. You Thank you, Eric. You Perfect. All right, Greg. It'll come. Okay. Well, it wasn't a, a conscious effort until about 7 o'clock last night. And um, I was visiting Tim in, in the for Jacob's graduation. And ran into someone I had not seen in 40 years. Wow. He's a common friend, I think, unbeknownst to me, of okay. Tim oh. yeah. and myself. Um, and when you run into 11 signs in high school, it brings back all the what in your mind. And I had to make a conscious effort to let that go. Good for you, Greg. I bet it was way more fun, then, when you let that go. Anybody else? Yeah, i got one. Oh, I see you, Jesse and Marilyn. OK, we're going to do two, just because we're bringing it back. It'll be here for the next six weeks, for sure. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Well, I had a challenge this week. And I, my first instinct was I was very angry and hurt. And wow, I do not like being angry. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, it was horrible. So I immediately turned to prayer, and but it was like a little fire, and it just wasn't going away. And um, but I kept turning it over, and I'm reading the Untethered Soul, and that idea of stepping back and being the observer. And I also called silent unity. I had prayers said. Like the perfect gentleman saying a prayer for me and just gave me this beautiful, um, information that just quelched that anger and is helping me to stay focused and positive and, and knowing that God's in it all as well. Awesome. We share these. I have you share these because I want you to inspire one another. This is good stuff. Jesse. Okay. When I started, uh, the week this week, Some of you know, my my new-to-me car already had a major repair. And I have, like, almost no money left. And I didn't even have a mechanic to run her to anymore because she's not a Toyota. So um, I decided on Monday I could live in fear or I could say, God's got this. Just be open. God's got this. Just be open. And it happened. My car is now fixed. Over here today, and it's just a wonderful thing how so many people and things came together to find the right mechanic, and it's just a wonderful thing. Beautiful, Jesse. God's got this. Just be open. All right, there's your inspiration from those who come and attend here so that you can take on their ideas and begin to ask, How can I apply those in my own life? Thank you, Eric. All right, so today, We're starting a new series called Sacred Earth, Sacred Work. And it's based on the ideas that Matthew Fox has brought us about original blessings. So how many of you grew up in traditional Christianity where you learned about original sin? Yeah, pretty much everybody, right? Do you know that Christianity is the only religion that speaks about original sin? That, That Jesus, as a Jew had no concept of original sin, that original sin was an idea that began with St. Augustine uh, in the 3rd century, and that we have taken on, as Christianity, not in unity, but as in traditional Christianity, as our true nature. Our true nature being that we are fallen, that we have a sinful nature, and that we are here living in a fallen world. Now, of course, unity does not teach this, and Matthew Fox did not teach this. Instead, what we are taught is the idea of original blessing. That you and I, and indeed all of creation, have within us this original goodness that is God, that is divine, that is our true nature. And that our true nature is not one of sinfulness. We can read about that in Scripture. It's in the very first book of the Bible. In the book of Genesis, as God is creating, every day that he creates, he creates, it creates, it's declared good. So the heavens were created, and the the earth was created, and the waters were created, and the lights and the sky were created, and every day that that creation happened, what did God say? It's good. It's good. And on the sixth day, well, I guess it depends on which uh, chapter of Genesis you're reading, but let's just say when God created mankind, what did God declare then? Anybody remember? Very good. Yeah, exactly, Santa. Not even good, but it's very good. So here it is, right in the beginning of Scripture. We are not only good, we are very good. We are made in the image and the likeness of the divine good, good, good. And then the third chapter of Genesis comes along. And in that third chapter of Genesis, there is a story that that there are no biblical scholars that believe is literal. But it's a story that's offered to us to give us an idea of what could have happened, you know, that brought us to this place in the world where we're not experiencing our goodness anymore. And so there is supposed to be this fall of humankind, right? This offering of a piece of fruit and going against God's plan for us. And suddenly we were fallen humanity, destined to suffer, out of the Garden of Eden. And for the lost, thousands of years, the focus has not been on we are good and very good. It has been on the fall and what we need to do to get back to the garden. But in unity, what we teach about is consciousness. That we experience life according to the consciousness that we bring to it. And so after, you know, since St. Augustine, these Couple thousand years almost of focusing on our fallen sinful nature. What do you think we've gathered evidence for? Our fallen sinful nature. Because that's the way our brain is designed to work. We give our brain an idea that we believe in and our brain goes to work to prove us right. That's why there's so much polarization in our world right now, right? Because each one's brain is at work looking for evidence as to why I am right. And so we have found lots of evidence that we live in a fallen world. That's what gets focused on. Look at the wars that take place. Look at the ways that people are selfish and need focused Look at the ways that... You know, we we argue and fight and divide and separate with one another. Can there be any doubt that our very nature is sinful? Except that God declared it good and very good. And not only humanity, but all of creation. Good and very good. And not only that, but creation has not ended Creation continues to unfold moment by moment, day by day within our lives. Creation is happening that is good and very good. When we can remember to view life from that perspective, from the remembering of our divinity, and from a remembering that the divine is within everything. So when you believe that the earth itself is fallen, a fallen place that we are needing to escape from to get back to the kingdom of God. You forget to see the good and the very good that is here in the world. How many times I've asked, you know, what is, where is it that you experience God? How do you experience God? What are some of your answers? How do you experience God? Nature, right? In the sunrise prayer, music, in a smile, children, right? We experience God in all of these various ways, in the good and the very good, in nature so often, in relationships with one another. I was thinking about this like the times that I've experienced God, and so often it is in nature. I remember the first time I went to the Grand Canyon. Who remembers the first time you went to the Grand Canyon? I remember driving there, not ever having been there before, going, where is it? Right? Where is it? We parked in the parking lot, and I'm still going, where is it? Then you follow this little trail, and the next thing you know, you're there. And it takes your breath away. How many of you had your breath taken away? Tears came to my eyes. The gloriousness of this Canyon that formed over time. The wonder of what water can do. The beauty, the majesty. I remember the one morning we were there watching the sunrise. Anybody ever watched the sunrise or the sunset, right? We're there watching the sunrise, and there was this little crow sitting on the rock appearing to watch the sunrise with us. Wow. What wonder. What beauty. How about, anybody take a shower this morning and turn on that hot water and feel that hot water moving over you and just go ah, oh, how glorious to take a shower. How glorious to have indoor plumbing. Anybody ever think of that? How glorious. It's a wonder. It's a delight. It's amazing. But we have to appreciate here on this sacred earth when we have eyes to see. It's June in Ohio. So guess what? It is strawberry season. Anybody have some fresh strawberries? Yeah. You know, it's a wonderful thing that we live in a world where you can get fresh strawberries any day of the year. Any day of the year. But there's something that's needed to happen in order for that to be the case, right? This strawberry that i picked here probably doesn't have what is needed within it to make it good for transportation, for example. To keep it, you know, nice and red without getting bruised and crushed. To last while it's being shipped from wherever in the world that it's coming to so it can fill up on my grocery shelf. And when I bite into a strawberry in January, a lot of times I find myself saying, well, that's not bad for a January strawberry. <laughs> but something gets left out of the nature of the strawberry in order to create a strawberry that will last through shipping and we sacrifice taste, sweetness for that strawberry so we can appreciate it all the time. But, hmm. I didn't bring enough for everybody. Sorry. But wow. So good, this strawberry, right? Because the intelligence of the divine is within all of nature. And the intelligence of the divine made us perfect strawberries. Of course, humanity and its impatience and its needs have said, no, I want strawberries all the time, not just in June. We have some. They just don't taste as good. There is this, this beauty, this divinity, this wonderfulness that we can experience in every moment of every day when we recognize and realize the original blessing, this sacredness of our experience, the sacredness of earth. Original blessings. What does it take to bless? What does it take to be a blessing? You know, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how a blessing involves relationships. I have a story for you that I read this week from a uh, uh, Catholic priest, Henry Nolen, who is from the Netherlands, and was in academia for a while, but left academia behind. And he went to join as a chaplain, the large community, which supports um Adults with both mental and physical challenges. And so he was there as their chaplain one day, and there was a a circle of people around him, and one of the women raised her hand and said, I want a blessing. And so Henry said, didn't say anything. He just went to the woman and he put a little cross on her forehead. Right? There was a blessing. And the woman said, It didn't work. I don't feel anything. And Henry didn't know what to do, so he just went on and gave his gave his talk talking about with them. And then at the end of his talk, he said, Janet wants a blessing. And Janet got up from her chair and she came over to Henry and she leaned her head against his chest. And Henry just naturally put his arms around her and said something like, Janet, you are are important. You are good. And Janet backed up from that embrace and said with this big beaming smile, thank you. I remember now. And a blessing occurred in that moment. Do you hear it? There's an exchange that happens. When we bless one another, when we bless creation, when we bless ourselves as Myrtle Fillmore did. You know, her healing came because she blessed every organ of her body. Now the relationship was singular, it was just Myrtle and her body, but it was her relationship between her body and her mind, which had for years believed it was less than. But in that moment, Myrtle realized, no, these organs are sacred and holy and filled with the intelligence and the life that is God. And in that moment, there's an exchange that's happening. The truth is once more being revealed and the blessing occurs. Relationship must happen if a blessing is to happen. Whether that relationship is you with you, or you with another, or you in community. We bless one another when we see and know and call forth the truth within one another. You are good and very good, Lynn. You are good and very good, Christy. You're good and very good, Candy. You are good and very good, Eileen and Greg and Hamp and Jennifer and everybody here. You are good and very good. And when we can live into that, then we are living sacred, earth sacred work, revealing the original blessing that we are. So that's what our work is. And I wanted to share with you, It kind of, I almost thought, well, we've already heard this, because Eric song spoke to this. I'm going to read it anyways, because I love this. This is coming from Rumi. You might know it. It's called The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thoughts, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful to whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. See, we get into trouble when we say life must be this and not that. This is good, this is bad, this is not a blessing, this is a blessing. But when you recognize that life is good and very good and that you and I are good and very good, that the very essence of what we are is divine, then you recognize that every single moment provides you an opportunity to discover the gift. And to ask, how am I going to show up in that? And what am I going to create from that? Because as I said when I began, we can focus on the problem. The problem that Christianity has defined as original sin. We can focus on the problem and keep seeing the problem, and keep seeing the problem, and keep seeing the problem. But gosh, even Albert Einstein said you can't solve a problem from the level of consciousness that created the problem. So how will we ever realize our divinity if we stay stuck in here sinful? We are divine. We are the light. Love is within you. And we are creating this world and this experience based on where we are centered in this moment as we create and co-create with the divine. And if we can co-create from the place of possibility rather than problem, if we can create from the understanding of abundance rather than limitation, we will reveal in every moment the sacredness of this world and and this earth. Now we have lots of opportunities to practice that. As a community, we have an opportunity to practice that right now. Because I'm leaving. And that leaves a place of uncertainty. For some, that might bring up feelings of fear and worry and concern and what is this going to be like? And we might approach it from that place of problem to be solved. But original blessing, co-creating with the divine invites us to a different understanding. We instead create as community from that place of possibility. We hold the blessing for this community and what is unfolding no matter what it is. So I'm going to invite you to be, we've already begun this process, by the way. The search team is at work. The board has been at work. Everything's moving together in perfect order. But I want to ask each of you here to just close your eyes for a minute. And imagine this community moving through this time from that sacred place of possibility, knowing what is our sacred work here. And I invite you to think about the blessing that you are or that you confer upon this community that enters into that consciousness, that expands and grows and draws us to and through the sacred work that is ours to do. And I'm just going to invite you to speak it out in a a word or two, a popcorn prayer. What is it? What's the blessing that you are right now conferring upon this community as we co-create together in possibility? And yes, we come to this moment knowing that it is good and very good. That creation did not end when God created the world. That creation continues in through and as each one of us. And that we create in blessings as we remember the truth with and for one another. So guess what we have? In this first week of our series on creation spirituality, we focus on the idea of original blessing. The universe and all life within it is fundamentally a blessing, fundamentally good and created to flourish, including us, including this community, including this country, including this world. We were designed to flourish. Life and all its joys and struggles is a blessing. Welcome it all, Rumi says. How might moving, up, which means it is something worth sharing. So, how might moving through your week with an eye for recognizing goodness and blessing transform your experience of life? Set the intention to look for the blessings everywhere this week. Everywhere even those places where it's hardest to see, especially in those places where it's hardest to see. Who's with me? Yay. Yay. All right. And you're going to come back and be ready to what? Fair next week. Yeah. Because it is good and very good. Thank you. And God bless.